are you ready to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to the Write Hour, nonfiction tips from the Write Coach. And I'm Joyce Blast, your host. I am so glad you joined me today. Welcome to episode 302 of the Write Hour. This season, I have interviewed experts in the business of writing, and they share their tips on how to excel as a writer. This is a fun series because I'm learning some new ideas, too. Today, my guest is Charlotte Howard, an award-winning transformational lifestyle coach, number one international best-selling author of the Success in Beauty book series, Hairstylist Riches book series, and How to Easily Publish and Profit. She's a book publishing expert who personally published over 40 best-selling books in 13 different languages. Sounds like she's been kind of busy. She helps her clients become authors to share their message with their nine-to-fives, gain higher quality clients, speak engagements, and media interviews. You're going to learn from our lively conversation. Charlotte is a lot of fun. You will enjoy and it will spark some ideas on how you can expand your writing career. All right, I'm excited to bring to you the next episode in season three with Ms. Charlotte Howard. Charlotte, I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Joyce. You're welcome. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey becoming a writer. We got to hear a little bit about you in the intro, but just tell us a little bit more about you and your journey to becoming a writer. Sure. Okay. So I've been uh, in the in the beauty industry for over 18 years. And um, that's how I actually got started with my writing journey. Uh, because um, I got diagnosed uh, back in 2000. Um, after working long hours as a hairstylist and salon manager, um, I got diagnosed with copper tunnel syndrome. And so I needed to figure out a way to um, to supplement the income because, of course, after being diagnosed with copper tunnel syndrome, I wasn't going to be able to perform at the level that I was before. Right. Um, my doctor actually suggested that I choose another profession. He's like, there's no way you can continue working. Um, I, I managed multiple salons. And so a lot of times when I would work in the run of a week, it would average anywhere between 40 and sometimes all, all the way up to 80 hours because wow. I would have hairstylists that may call out. They um, mm-hmm. had, you know, some concerns with their kids or, you know, they just felt overworked and right. underpaid at the same time. So um, I dealt with that a lot, um, you know, in the industry. So I was looking for a way uh, to supplement my income so that I could provide for my family mm-hmm. and um, went online, uh, started searching for how to uh, make money working from home. Like I know many people have done that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I stumbled into um, my coach who actually wrote a book um, about, um, she was in a a profession like the network marketing profession, but she had mastered that profession and she started having people ask her about lead generation and how to make more sales. And so she wrote a book about it. And um, she actually um, wrote that book and her goal was to help her husband uh, to uh, come, you know, work home 
full-time because he was in a career that um, he actually didn't love and he would all the time be outside and have to shovel snow. Um, and to make a long story short, uh, many of us, um, we, we have different things that are going on in our life that, you know, trigger us to really want to look into to finding um, additional uh, ways for us to supplement our income so right. that, then, you know, eventually we can do what it is that we um, absolutely love, but do more of it working from home. And so after um, finding her, I, I bought her course and I started implementing uh, being very coachable and mm -hmm. And um, while while I was actually while I was absolutely still working in corporate America as um, the salon manager and hairstylist, and I actually trained the person who was going to take my position uh, because I couldn't perform at the same level, and so therefore I had to step down from that position. Mm -hmm. um, and and so I trained that person, and uh, eventually after all of you know me you know, implementing everything, I was able to uh, walk away from corporate America because I was taking the same skills that I had learned in corporate America. And, and I started writing articles and um, I, I started getting people reaching out to me, publishing companies to um, write books and, um, and also um, people who are in the beauty industry started reaching out to me wanting to know how they could then um, start, it, start making more money um, without them being behind the chair, like 24-7. Right. right. And so after that, um, after me getting more people reaching out to me, I started diving into consulting and coaching and, um, and just kind of went from there. And, um, you know, again, I, I wasn't, working in corporate America anymore so I could take on more clients and help them to, um, to reach their goals, uh, whatever it is, you know, that they wanted to achieve. Right. That sounds wonderful. Well, tell us about, about a little bit about your um, personal life, right? You know, family, do you have any children, married, not married, dogs? What? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, after seeing your adorable dog, I, I'm, my daughters, they are, you know, really uh, pushing me to get um, a little miniature uh, dog that they can spoil, of course. So we're looking. And... I highly recommend. Zuzus <laughs> are great. They're great. Sweet, sweet dog. Sorry. Awesome, awesome. Well, I definitely have to let them know. And um, so I, I have four uh, kids and I actually homeschool. I've been homeschooling now for over six years. Oh, wow. And um, a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> so I'd like to share, you know, share that. And then um, I also, um, you know, being in the beauty industry, I started getting into life coaching. And so I'm a transformational lifestyle coach. That's, it just seems like the next step for hairstylists that don't want to um, stay in the industry or they need to transition. Right. We're often providing advice and, and mentoring and coaching in the chair that many don't even realize. And so, um, I started doing that and then, of course, um, started having a passion for writing mm -hmm. since I know what it could do for other people's lives and making a, a real living from writing um, as well. So 
Um, that's just a little bit uh, in a nutshell um, of what I do. Um, of course, you know, book publishing didn't always, um, you know, come to me right mm -hmm. offhand, but after going through that transformation, um, started getting into that and started having people ask me about how to publish their book, how to go about writing and all this other stuff. And awesome. said, yeah. let's pro provide that solution um, and help them uh, reach their goals. Wonderful. So now I have a very loaded question for you. <laughs> and as we discussed earlier, this could probably be another entire podcast, but if you could give us some highlights, how can authors make a living writing? Because a lot of authors are, you know, they're new, either new or they're not sure what direction to go, or they just don't even know what the opportunities are out there. What, how are some ways that authors can make a living writing? Absolutely. That's a great question. And uh, I love that because I was brand new when I got started. So I can definitely share how to, um, to do that. So mm -hmm. I, I started out by writing articles on like different sites, like um, eZine articles, and um, you have like different freelance um, sites and things that you can, you know, put your, your uh, content out there. And then, of course, your very main, main site is, of course, going to be your own website. Um, so, that, so that people can understand what it is that you do and how you can help them. And so I would definitely start, um, of course, with blogging. Um, on your website. And if you don't have um, a blog on your website, I want to encourage you to definitely get one because um, I agree with you. Yeah, you need at least um, 30 pieces of content to really start getting uh, traction. And what I mean by content, like, uh, you know, 30 pieces of blog posts to really start people finding you. Right. And so um, definitely um, blog about some of the problems that you have endured, uh, you know, of course you want to figure out what it is that you want to share. You know, you may want to solve a problem that you're already going through and you'll attract people, uh, you know, to you by, by actually answering those questions that same questions you have. But of course you can do lots of research online for any any niche I like to say that you are absolutely interested in and you're passionate about. In fact, you know, a lot of us start off with one um, area of expertise and wind up um, actually having more than one. Uh, but you definitely want to make sure that you're solving uh, problems um, for them, providing a solution. Definitely, definitely. And I did do a uh, podcast about writing articles. So if somebody is interested in that, we can, um, I'll put that link in the show notes for people too, to, because it goes into a great, greater detail because there's a lot to writing mm -hmm. articles that you may or may not know. And, and so I interviewed Michelle Medlock Adams has done that quite a bit too. And she explains how to do that. And hers is episode 204. So if anybody's listening and they want to check out that, not, like I said, I'll put that in the show notes too, but um, definitely. So what's another way that authors can make a living? So um, the brand new authors, they're always looking to like, they're, they have their book. So it's like, what's the next step that you should have? Like the book is just, I always tell authors it's, it's the 
the, the way to get your foot in the door. So um, the next step should be like your, um, your coaching program or your consulting service or uh, whatever it is. You have to have something else to serve your audience besides the book. Um, because um, a lot of people, they think that just having a book is going to make them millions and millions of dollars and they need to have something else to serve their audience, like the next natural step. Right. Um, right. And yes, you can make millions of dollars selling a book, but most of the people that make millions of dollars, they have an upsell offer that's going to, um, to really help um, the client reach more of their goals. And you know, having that accountability, having a coach to really keep you accountable or being a part of a community of supportive people um, to really help you be held accountable for, for taking action right. um, is going to be important as well. Right. And I, and I, that is totally true. If you have someone who's written a book and it's, I see it in a cycle form, the book supports whatever it is they're doing, consulting, selling a program, whatever it may be doing. And then the program supports the book. So yes. they, they kind of go hand in hand. Or if you're a speaker and you write and, and you yes. have books to sell, what do you speak about? What is your specialty? Is it sales? Is it um, management? Is it, you know, whatever, how to do an MLM in a great way to that you can grow and expand your growth in that, you know, whatever your specialty is, then you ne definitely need to have something that, like you said, that next natural step. I like that. And, mm -hmm. and usually what a book is, it introduces you to someone and a concept and an idea. And then if you want to go work, work with them further, that's where the courses come in or webinars, seminars, conferences, whatever it is, consulting, one-on-one -on -one coaching, all of that goes in together. But yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And some, and some writers may, you may not have that at first and don't try to do it all at once. That's right. Just give yourself time and think about it. Okay. If I, this was me and I was looking to learn how to do, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, I know somebody that's interested in dog training and I know some people who do dog training. Mm -hmm. And there's an idea. Okay. Well, if I'm going to teach people how to do dog training, what do I first need to tell them? Then what's the next step that would help them? Would it be a course? Would it be coaching? Would it be conferences? Would it be seminars? You know, what is the next thing? Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, then they support each other. So Absolutely. I, love that. I love that. I love that. So are there any other um, big tidbits? We've got the writing articles and then your next step, whether that be a course or online or offline or seminar or whatever, uh, or coaching, what would be another way? Yeah, so definitely if you are an author, you should definitely be getting in touch with people and, and reaching out to them for you to do some speaking um, engagements, of course, um, whether that's um, via a workshop or a conference. And also don't um, forget about online summits um, as well, because that's um, definitely um, one of the hot things that's going on right now as well. So yes. you want to just make sure you're getting out there um, because if you're, if you're not getting enough clients or customers coming to you, that means 
you're not um, reaching enough people and um, you definitely want to make sure you're building. Um, one of the things that I see a lot of authors doing is they, they are afraid of social media to build their following and you can definitely utilize social media and then connect with the, with everyone on a local scale, or if you're not local to them, you know, let's do a face to face um, via Skype or via Zoom or whatever your choice of platform, um, you're able to do that. And I have to say that 99% of my business has come from online, you know, and me connecting with people locally, whether I'm traveling into another city or a state. Um, we meet up and um, we're able to connect on a whole deeper level. Definitely. I totally agree with you. And I'm sure you saw my eyes roll when you said social media, because <laughs> it cracks me up. The number of people who are getting into this and like, well, they don't have anything on social media. They haven't even like, they're not even out there personally. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or they get out there and they're like, well, I don't want to show this and this and this you know, and sometimes it's family and, and mm -hmm. depending upon your family situation, you know, maybe there are some circumstances that you can't or you shouldn't, but most of the time people just want to see you with your family, mm -hmm. in your real life, what you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know there's stalkers out there, but not everybody's a stalker. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do have, yes, that is so true. And um, I do have some family that's, that's, that's like that. That's why I'm laughing. I'm just sitting here like, yes, I, I do understand. But, you know, it's like people buy from people. I don't care what product, what service, what business you have. People buy from people. They right. want to see you with your family, like you mentioned. They want to see you with your dog. They want to see you eating out. They want to see everything. And then they can, then you attract people to you based off of, those things that they, they're like, Oh, I love, I love eating uh, Mexican food. Oh, I love mm -hmm. eating Chinese food. Oh, I love eating vegan. You know, it's right. You know, well, so another yeah. way to connect mm -hmm. and you know, like, I don't know if you know who Natalie Grant is. She's a contemporary Christian artist and she posts pictures of her and her little girls all the time. And, yeah. you know, I feel like I know Natalie Grant, a little more personally, just because she does that. Obviously, if Natalie Grant saw me on the street, she wouldn't know me from Adam, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that whole thing. She's personable. Yes. She's approachable. And people do feel like they know her. And if you feel like you know somebody, you're connected with somebody, you're more apt to buy their products mm. than yeah. someone who is cold and stiff and you only know like one dimension of their life and all you ever yeah. hear from them is buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Or, you know, you should work with me for coaching because you should work with, and there's nothing, and you don't know anything out about them. Well, why should I work with you? Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about your personality. How do I know I'm going to click with you? You know, so right. that kind of thing is it, definitely important. So it's one of those things you've got to use your own discretion, but don't be so f fearful that you shoot yourself in the foot too, you know, and I know some people are more private than others. And here's my thing. I don't put anything out there that I don't want people to know. That's right. My, like I've been asked, my husband is not a fan of social media and what he does, he doesn't really need to be on it. And 
So very rarely do you see a picture of him and I together because of that. And I respect his privacy on that. And, you know, they're out there occasionally and, but it's not like I'm posting pictures of us every day, you know, but you'll see me doing other things. And that's what connections about, you know, when you'll so you again, got to use your discretion, but yeah, that one always kind of cracks me up. It's like, especially for somebody who wants to be a writer, you're like, yes, you might have to let go of some of that a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and some of it I think is just fear. They don't understand how it works. I mean, if you are smart about it, like I don't put my location on any of my posts. So you have no idea where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You mm-hmm. may know if you live where I'm at, if you can see something in the background where, but, oh, yeah. but you know, if somebody lives in Timbuktu, they're not going to like, I don't know. <laughs> you know and just, you know, again, just discretion and, and be smart about it. Learn, learn how it works so that you do feel comfortable with it. You know, that's, that's the main thing. If you learn how to, how it works, then you know how to use it in a proper way and not be fearful. Um, so next is what should others focus on daily to create consistent income? What do you, what tips do you have for us there? I would have to say, you know, getting out there, meaning you're constantly sharing your message. Um, that's whether that's local, whether that's on social media. Um, it's important that you're constantly providing, uh, you're sharing your talents with the world um, on a on a daily basis, like whether that's um, one tip on social media, you know, for the day, you know, um, just making sure that people understand what it is that you know, because if you're not out there doing it on a consistent basis and connecting with uh, like-minded people on a daily basis, that's important because you there's no way that you can do all of this you know, yourself, you right. know, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, but the most successful people, they are connecting with like-minded people so that, you know, they can support each other. And so it's important that, that you definitely, you know, do that. Be always be connecting, always be sharing your talents out on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And um, like, like you mentioned earlier, Joyce, always sharing something, you know, about your life so that others can uh, connect with you um, at the same time as well. And, and because it's a form of promotion because you should be sharing your skills and your knowledge on a daily basis. It's a, it's a type of promotion that not like buy my stuff all the time right, you know, right. as well. So I would just say, make sure that you are getting out there getting booked on summits, getting booked um, for local workshops, speaking engagements, seminars, connecting with like-minded people, always be networking, always be sharing your message, always be providing solutions to others so that you can help them achieve their goals. Exactly. I'm glad you brought up summits. Those are excellent way to connect with a lot of people in a short amount of time. I've been involved in one and I'm looking for some others to get connected on. And I'm looking forward to that. I think that's an excellent way to stay connected. And like you said before, if you're looking for new clientele, it's a numbers game, Mm -hmm. whether it's 
you know, if you're looking for a speaking engagement, the more people you talk to about what, where you want to speak, the more, of, uh, you know, opportunity will show up that you can speak there, you know, because it, it may take 10 people for someone to finally say, yes, we'll have you speak here. And you may have Absolutely. to do some free speaking at first before you get into paid speaking. And it's just, it's everything you know, with writing and especially on the business side of it, it, it takes time to build that reputation up to where then you will have people eventually coming to you going, can you come this weekend? Can you come this weekend to speak? Can you come to this conference? Can you come to this conference? It, it happens over time. Correct, Charlotte? It, Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up, you know, back up the, the speaking component because I just had uh, one of my clients, he was brand new and he's actually coming out with his book um, on August the 3rd, but he was already speaking at churches and things like that. And um, he went out and spoke at this other um, event and he, it was a free um, speaking engagement, but he spoke as if he was getting paid for it. And now they have him touring throughout the whole entire Florida uh, region where he's going to be getting paid because they, the, the, the youth, the young kids, they absolutely loved him. And the, you know, the companies, they loved him, how he's been sharing his message and just providing support. And now they're booking him for the whole entire, they're like booking him to do tours like all over. That is awesome. And that's how it's done mm -hmm. because you may think that free thing may not be worth your time, but if someone's there who can offer you a paid thing and they see how you interact with the crowd, if you're always giving your A game, then you're going to get, the work's going to come to you. But you got to be giving your A game, even if it's free. You got to mm -hmm. give your A game. And that's so true. Uh, so are there any other things that we can do for consistent income? You've got networking and sharing, being in, in communication with people, whether it be face-to-face -face or on social media, and then just, you know, talking to people and speaking, anything else you could think of? Absolutely. Um, as, as you know, Joyce, it's like so many things that we start getting introduced to, be, you know, being a writer um, and author at the same time. So if you are an author and you really uh, you really want to um, say like quit your nine to five. There are ways that you can do that and, and you can utilize uh, various freelance websites to start writing um, on your particular niche. Uh, meaning like if you chose beauty, whether you chose uh, Christian uh, writers um, only specifically, you could be writing for these companies that are seeking health writers, beauty writers, Christian writers, um, to write for their company because they simply don't have the time to, to do the writing. They want the expert to do it. And if you're passionate wow. about it, you could put a price point, uh, you know, to it, but at the same time, you're helping them, you're providing a solution. So, so definitely, um, looking to web writing, uh, you know, business to business writing, um, you can do some copywriting for Christian writers, for beauty writers, uh, health writers. It's like whatever niche it is that you absolutely 
love to do, you can absolutely do it. And so those are just a few, um, you know, maybe you love to travel and you might want to check out a restaurant and you, you write about that restaurant. Other people, um, as you're starting to write and you're traveling and doing your writing, they'll start um, finding you, especially if you, you have everything on your website, like we talked about with your blog, right. sharing it. So you can start a travel blog um, as well. So it's, it's like so many different things that you can do to start making a living as, as a writer. And I know that we've gave you a ton here, but um, you know, um, you just have to choose the one that's going to work best for you to, but don't let it paralyze you. Right. Just get started. Uh, definitely take action on getting started because I see a lot of people, they'll, they'll say, well, I'm not a good writer. I don't know how to do this. And even with writing a book, you don't have to be a perfect writer. You could write it out and you can have a team of people to help you with the editing, the proofreading, the research and all of that stuff. Absolutely. That's what, that's what writing coaches and editors are for, right, Charlotte? Yes, absolutely. So are you coaching people on writing or what are you coaching people on? I'm coaching people on writing, on publishing, um, you know, they, like from start to finish. If they don't want to do the work at all, they could just hire our team to do everything. Um, and then I have some clients that want to self-publish. And so I coach them through that as well. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. I, yeah. I do something similar. So what mistakes, well, actually, before we get to that question, I wanted to <laughs> review here. Oh, I know what I wanted to say was I want you to write down all these ideas and start with one, you know, if it's writing freelance, if it's speaking and really pursue that and then pick up the next thing. If you think writing articles would help you, which it does, no matter what you're doing, whether you're speaking, writing your business, because that gains you exposure in places that you, you know, we can't be everywhere all at once, but a magazine is gets you all over the place. So, because depending upon the readership, there's a ton of people then now looking at your work. So my suggestion is write down these ideas figure out which one would work for you and then which one's the next one and maybe which one may be the third that you would want to work on and take it small baby step at a time. Um, because if you try to do it all at once, you will get paralysis analysis and you will go nowhere usually. <laughs> That's true. Or you'll be spinning so many plates that you won't be doing anything really well if you're trying to do all of it at the same time. So just take in a little bit at a time and learn. And that's what I've done over the years is, you know, I've learned how to speak. I've learned how to write. I have learned how to coach and I've taken classes and seminars and conferences on all of it to learn how to do it even better from experts. So it's, it's one of those things. It takes time and you just continue to do it. Um, if, if, people listening are familiar with Jerry Jenkins. He's one of the ones of the left behind series. He was the writer that worked with Tim LaHaye on that. And he, I've heard him say, you know, I've been, he's written, I think like 190 books. And he says, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. You know, you would think after 190 books, he's got to figure it figured out. Right. Yes. <laughs> but he's still learning. Yes. And, yes. and, and it's, it is, it's a constantly learning thing. Plus, 
with the publishing world the way it's changed mm-hmm. then you've got to you've got to be constantly figuring these things out and learning so definitely well next question what mistakes do you see new authors making a lot of them they as they're writing they're going back and changing like like say they're they, they have carved out time to write like say today for an hour then they're going back immediately and doing the editing. And I, I think that keeps them from moving forward. Um, you need to write everything out first. And then if you want to look back over it, that's, that's perfectly fine. But just get it done. Um, you know, a lot of people let that paralyze them from moving forward. And then every time they're going back constantly, they're changing it. And it's like the book never gets done. Don't be one of these people to to keep stalling. (laughs) A A to the men, yes. Because I I hear that a lot too. And and some people are like, and like one client, with the way I've been working with her and the way I work with most of my clients is, you know, they write a chapter, I edit it, they go back through it and they're working on the next chapter while I'm editing and then they go back through it when they're done. And we kind of got to a point where she was still trying to finish up some of the other chapters and I'm still editing some stuff. And I said, you know what? You finish up writing. Yes. Then yes. go back and we'll, you we can, you know, I'll have, I should have it all edited by the time you're done writing. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go through editing it some more because she was noticing as she wrote some, then she wanted to go back and change some things in other chapters. And if I've already edited it, you know, that may have been a waste of my time. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say that. Yes. So, mm. you know, it's, it, it's, it's all a process and you got to learn your process. And um, my process is I like to let it marinate for a day or two, at least mm-hmm. write it out, then, then go back to it. And like for a blog post, I usually write it one day, edit the next day, and then I may go back over it one more time. Either I'll give it a couple hours or the next day, depending upon when I'm trying to get it published. And I usually, it takes me about three passes to where I feel comfortable that it's ready to go. And just with the, anything, as you know, Charlotte, you could sit there and drive yourself crazy trying to get every jot and tittle just perfect. Yes. And for a book, you, you do need to do that more so than a blog post. And an article, you know, you want them as clean and as perfect as possible, but don't keep tweaking it till the end of time because you will, Mm. you'll, like you said, you'll never get anywhere because you're constantly tweaking. At some point, you've got to let it go and ship it. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. And so, and with the book, I mean, for me, what I have found a good two to three passes is what I say, you know. Because you're looking for different things. And you and yeah. obviously you want an editor who's doing it two to three passes as well. Absolutely. Or different editors who may be looking for different things. One may be doing formatting. One may be doing grammar and, and content flow. You know, it just depends on your situation and how you're working. But um, with my clients, I'm doing both for them. And that's why I'm going through it a couple of times because I'm looking at different things different times. And that helps them but I encourage them to do the same thing because it helps them see okay I've gone I've stepped away from it and I've written some other is all of this 
gelling and making sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's it going with what I wrote before and it doesn't match up with what I'm writing ahead. And is this really how I want to say this? Is this the best way to say this? You know, you got to do a little critical thinking in there and it, it does take time, but here, and this is something I've said, Charlotte, to everybody, and you probably would say this too. Editing and writing are two different things. They're two different yeah. functions of the brain. You mm-hmm. cannot do them at the same time. No, you can't. If you try, you will wear yourself out. <laughs> so Ooh, yes, absolutely. Did you did you try that at first? Because I know a lot of people try to edit. When, when I first started, yes, because I didn't know any better. <laughs> right, and, and, and it just it it helps. And I'm sure I did the same thing. I don't remember it as much right now because that was eight years ago when I first started writing seriously writing, and. I know that if you just get it out, then you can make it pretty and add to it, you know, but essentially just get it out of your brain and, you know, have some structure to it. I always teach structure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so much on outlines as I am having a structure. I have them answer some questions for each chapter that helps keep them focused and guided. Oh yeah. So that helps. Awesome. Well, so what other mistakes do you see besides editing while you're writing don't do it (laughs) i mean i mean another big mistake um we talked about it earlier is not getting themselves out there on social media you know and you know a lot of people don't utilize linkedin as much but i think that a lot of people should be on there because that's showing a resume of your work and then you can get other people to then uh, recommend your work, especially if you're looking to land, you know, additional clients and customers to, um, to really work more closely with you. So leveraging, uh, you know, uh, social media is definitely going to be key because even right now in the media world um, of getting speaking, you know, getting on TV and things like that, one of the key things that keeps coming up and a lot of my clients are like, hi, you know, how do I go about doing this? Uh, they, they keep asking how much is your social media following? Right. That is like huge. It's like huge. It is it, huge for everything. Yeah. Publishing TV. They want to know that a, you've got eyeballs looking at you and mm-hmm. then for publishers, they want to know that you are able to promote, you know? Yes, absolutely. It's, I hate to tell you people, if you, in the case you didn't know, promoting is up to you. They mm-hmm. do some if you're, you're publishing with a traditional publisher, but either way, whether you self or traditionally publish, and I've talked about this in a couple of my podcasts, you have to publish, I mean, promote yourself mm-hmm. one way or the other, because it, it's just the nature of the beast now is how yes. it is. Absolutely. And, and, and it's funny, like earlier, you mentioned about how uh, the publishing industry has changed. It absolutely has changed tremendously from the year 2000 when I started versus now things are so, so different. And I I know that could be a whole different (laughs) podcast (laughs) itself, but um, it's just, uh, you know, things, things have changed. A lot of people are going with you know, self-publishing options, but they're still going to have to have someone that's, that's experienced like you, uh, Joyce, uh, that, that can help guide and coach and mentor them, you know, to success and have a community of people that are willing to uh, support them every step of the way. And it's like, you know, you're supporting each other 
through the process. And uh, that brings me to definitely make sure that you, if you are an author and you see another author having a book signing in your city, go out and support that author because you yeah. never know the type of relationships yes. that could be formed um, with you supporting them. And then they may have um, a seminar a workshop that you could be a part of. You just never know what could happen. Um, and so a lot of people, they are just focused on their own book instead of, you know, creating collaborative works together by mm -hmm. supporting different people. And it's important that you celebrate and support other people. Definitely. Well. I love that. I love, love, love that because that is, I'm huge on that. You know, they may, they may be writing about the same exact thing you are, but that doesn't make a difference because your take and their take are probably two different things. Mm -hmm. And your information, like we're writers. I read from all kinds of different writers on how to write. And I'm picking and choosing the ones that are resonating with me. Now that I've done it enough, I know what is working for me, what doesn't work for me. And I'm looking at other people and I'm going, okay, I like how they do that. That's a good idea. And so I'm like, that made me work for them, but that's just seems like way too much work to me. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, that just doesn't dive with me or it's overcomplicated to me. And I like to keep things simple, you know, I'm like, <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. I don't, I don't want to have 25 steps when I could have one. Yes. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, so give me the shortcut version. And, and, and not <laughs> that you're shortcutting quality, but you're shortcutting the path to get to the same place. Yes. Because you, you definitely want quality. But sometimes it's one of those, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, you can, mm -hmm. you can find different ways to do that. And I don't skin cats, by the way. How'd I throw that out there? Yes, yes. I'm a former cat lover. I bit my husband and son are allergic to them. So I became a dog. <laughs> Therefore, I have a little dog. I call my little dog. She's a glorified cat. She's <laughs> and some friends of ours when they're, their little boy was about four came to see us and he argued with his mama for 30 minutes that my dog was a cat because she's oh, little. That's so funny. <laughs> like no baby it's a dog no it's a cat it's a cat <laughs> no it's a dog <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh but definitely definitely so we got editing social media what was that last one you said the um neither one of us remember <laughs> we can edit this part out but what was the last thing you said the mistakes Collab collaborating um you know making sure that everyone is collaborating uh with other authors because supporting that's important other, yeah supporting other authors that's it great awesome so what is your writing routine. I always love to ask other writers what they do because it might inspire one of my listeners and it may even help me. You never know <laughs> that we're always learning and morphing and figuring out the best way that works for us and our schedules and our lives. So tell me a little bit about your routine. Is there a special place? Is there a special time? How do you do that? Sure. So it just depends on what I have going on at home, especially with little ones. <laughs> so most of the time, um, 
I might write on a on a Sunday uh, evening, um, like say at maybe nine o'clock at night, um, or um, a Monday, like say four a.m. in the morning. So it just kind of depends on um, those are like my key times. But of course, I always encourage everyone to figure out what time would be best so that they can focus, have a quiet. Um, quiet time for themselves to think and, and uh, get clarity at the same time. Um, one of the things that I like to do is first figure out what it is, the overall goal that I'm, I'm trying to achieve for um, who it is that I'm actually writing for. Um, like say um, it's someone that wants to know how to create a six figure coaching program um, in the beauty industry, just using that as an example. Um, I would research, of course, asking, you know, asking myself these questions, but also going in the field and, uh, and interviewing some people because that's a great way for you to get um, additional content um, to help go inside your book is by, by through uh, interviewing. And so I do lots of research through interviewing um, as well as my own life experiences and I research um, finding out what it is that the people that I'm looking to provide the solutions for, what what it is that they're they're burning burning uh, pain is because it you know people want to solve problems and a lot of it is through something some type of pain that they're having. Maybe it's they're trying to uh, quit a nine to five. Maybe um, they're um, their doctor, like myself, had, you know, told them that you need to find a new profession. Right. This hairstyling is not going to cut it for you. <laughs> you know, it, you know, whatever it is um, that that your, your overall goal is, um, you definitely want to make sure that you're providing a solution for the audience that you're specifically trying to help solve their problem. Yeah. Um, and I go through writing out bullet, bullet, bulleted uh, questions because it's important that I answer those questions um, as I'm writing, um, you know, these, the, the, the stories at the same time, um, providing a solution that might be a chapter answering one question or, you know, cause it just right. depends on the topic that you're looking to uh, provide that solution for um, as well. So you definitely want to research the audience find out their needs and you then you're going to provide the solution for them. I love that because that's the important part. If you're writing nonfiction, which most of my listeners are probably nonfiction writers, you know, that's what I cater to. And if you are, you, then you need to break this project down into steps that will help you and getting your information ahead of time from other people if you need experts in the field, if you need, like you said, stories from people, then you need to set that up, but you need some kind of outline or structure. Like I talked about, like I have six questions for the whole book and for each chapter that I give my clients to go through. And when they do that, then of course that leads to more questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the question I'm answering. Because if you're solving a problem, which you should be if you're writing a nonfiction book, it should be solving some kind of problem, whether it's, you know, coaching, dog training, 
uh, writing, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. your tr problem you're trying to solve or help someone with, you need to think of it as if you're the person who doesn't know anything about this topic. Take a step back and remember the time when you didn't know anything about this topic. How, what did you need to know? What is the best way to approach it? And find the baby steps in there. And then, like you said, adding the stories to it, that's what also gives it some validity. It gives it interest and it makes it more interesting. If you just read a book and the whole book and there's not one story in it, most people will probably put it down. That's called a textbook. <laughs> yes, yes. That is not interesting to most people. There are some people who love textbooks. I, for one, am not one of them. <laughs> Unless it's an English lit book, you know, I'm, I'm yes. that. Uh, but if you are trying to give people information, if you t give examples, case studies is what they're called. Mm -hmm. of somebody, you know, they've accomplished what you're trying to teach, mm -hmm. or it's a client of yours that accomplished what you're trying to teach, or it's a story that reveals how somebody overcame the problem that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Or it gives a, it gives an example. Like I knew I did, went to a conference one time about speaking and this woman spoke excellent. And she gave this wonderful story that illustrated her whole talk in this story. I can tell you the story today and I can probably tell you her three points if I thought about it for a few minutes because I knew the story. And you see, you connect yeah. people with story. And I mean, and I know for me that connects and a lot of people that connects. Yes. Tell me about someone. Tell me a story. I'll remember it. Tell yes. me a bunch of facts and numbers and figures and my eyes will glaze over, roll back in my head and I'll be going, okay, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have to agree with you there. And that's why it's so important for everyone to get their stories out there because you don't know how your story is going to inspire someone to even take action. Yes, absolutely. So that is great. So you've got your writing routine. is just kind of because it's stage of life here and with young children, it's kind of when you, when you can carve out a moment. Yes. Right. And absolutely. And for a lot of people that may be the stage they're in or they're working full time and writing is not their full-time gig yet. And they is when they can carve out a moment. And that's the whole thing is with the writing routine is find what works for you, find the mm -hmm. time that works for you. And, but the other tip that I would give is have a purpose for that writing time. Today I'm working on chapter one or today I'm going to write out my mm -hmm. ideas for chapter three because I've got chapter one pretty solid, but I'm not so sure about chapter three. I need a story for chapter four. Who am I going to talk to about that story? Do I need to set up an interview with them? And an interview with people simply asking them questions that apply to your story and let them answer. And Absolutely. then you record it and tell them you're recording it. And then you go back and listen to that and you type out what is relevant for your book. And you might find some great quotes in there. You might find a, a powerful story that illustrates what you're trying to talk about. Whatever it is, then you can use that information. But always have a purpose for your writing time, whether it's at nine o'clock at night, four o'clock in the morning, or 
on your lunch break. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, It's like, don't let that um, stop you from writing because you can, you know, carve out whether it's 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes on your lunch break, you know, that's 30 minutes, uh, you know, that you've already carved out. Um, You know, don't let that keep you from, (laughs) keep you from getting your writing out there. Exactly. And that it also, if you keep, that keeps your momentum going. If you keep working Mm -hmm. on it at least two or three times a week, if not more, then, you know, if you can work on it every day, great. And if it's Mm -hmm. your goal and you may have to push yourself to, to do that everyday thing because you want to get it done by a certain time. Mm-hmm. If that's not your goal or it's not as important the time frame you get it done, as long as you get it done, you know, give yourself some little mini goals. You know, I want to have chapter one done in the next month. I'm going to have chapter two done in the next month. And if it's in 10 chapter book, then you'll have it done in 10 months. Or if it's mm-hmm. 12, 12 months, it'll take you a year. There you go. But you've, you've got, you've got some timeline, but if you miss a timeline, don't, you know, get too discouraged it's life. Life happens. You know, it gets crazy sometimes and you don't get the time. Like the past week, I have not been able to work on my novel. It's really bothering me because <laughs> I'm like, tomorrow is the day. I want to take at least two hours and work on my novel. Cause I really want to work two hours a day on my novel. And I had yes. family here last weekend. I knew I was going to take off because <laughs> I took off and I've got another big project I'm working on and just stuff life happening and podcast and everything else. I have not, worked on my novel this week and I'm over here going <laughs> get to the novel. So the right coach doesn't always have it perfect either. Just yes. so you know, <laughs> I struggle with this too, but, but you just got to keep plugging along. And eventually if you keep plugging along, you will get it done. You'll get it done. So that's great. So what words of advice and encouragement do you have for new writers or someone struggling to write their book? I would have to say, just get, get your message out. Like don't procrastinate, start, get started, set, set a time, a schedule that you can definitely um, adjust at any time, but definitely get started, figure out what it is that you are wanting to write about. And, and believe me, when you start writing one book, more books will come, you know, because I always say people have more than one story um, within them, you know, they, right. they have more than one story within them. You just probably never thought about it. And um, just, just take action on getting it out. Yes. Because you're doing yourself a disservice as well as others. If you're not getting, getting it out, you never know what you're writing about could help so many people's lives. And so definitely get it out. Awesome. That's excellent advice. Just start. And sometimes that's what people need that little push that, because I've heard people, I've been thinking about this for 10 years and I'm thinking, what you <laughs> <laughs> if it's been on your mind for 10 years, I think you better get it out of your head. And on the yes. Uh, so yes. Yes. Quit, quit procrastinating it. And sometimes, you know, there's all that fear and doubt. Mm. And let me, let me clarify, Charlotte, I'm sure you can agree with me. Every writer has fear and doubt. Yes. Every writer. And I mentioned Jerry Jenkins earlier. I've heard heard him interviewed. Same way. He (laughs) still has doubt sometimes. The man's written 190 books. What does he have to doubt? 
you know, and Left Behind was a big series that is still selling today. You know, it was a number one bestseller for a long time and still selling today, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so, the beautiful thing about writing uh, books. You can definitely, you know, look into the the different income that's going to come in that maybe your income may help to fund um, your uh, another passion project. Right. So it's right. passive income. And, uh, and authors need to have passive income exactly. to really help them reach their overall goals to create total transformation for their families, for themselves, for other people. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I agree. I agree. Well, I appreciate it, Charlotte. It's been great. Do you have any other things that you would like to share with us? Just any other tips that you think would might help? Uh, no, just make sure that, um, you know, you guys just, uh, find someone that you can definitely, um, that someone can, uh, actually hold you accountable because if you don't f have someone to hold you accountable, it'll never happen. Right. Right. I totally agree, Charlotte. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here and we will have hard links and a little more information about her on the show notes. So check those out. And I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me today on the Rhine Hour, nonfiction tips from the Rhine Coach. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen on your favorite app each week. Leave a review and let others know how they can learn about the craft and business of writing. It's time to write your book. Music